never say die! Forty going on fourteen. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Forty Going On Fourteen. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel, and I'm Josh. And the first time we did a soundtrack show, we talked about the soundtracks to our favorite movies. This week, we're talking about some of the greatest soundtracks of all time, and also House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> <laughs> have you listened to the soundtrack? I uh, have. Yes, I have. That is the thing I did. You are wrong. Uh, well, uh, let's agree to disagree. When in Rome. Exactly. So, yeah, so we this week we are uh, talking about movie soundtracks. We already have previously done a movie soundtrack show long time ago. God, that was like in the early 200s, I think. Also did a cover show where we talked about uh, the Weezer cover album, but now we are back again talking about movies. Well, if you like movies, you might find people talking about movies on the podcast of the Co- Podcast Collective. The Codpast Collective? <laughs> oh. The Podcast Collective, including such shows as I Am Salt Lake, the Portland Beer Club Podcast, Mom and the New Dad, Talk Music to Me, and of course, the Rad Dad Radio Hour. Wow, wow. <laughs> what? The, That's the it. Co- I'm imagining the, the Codpiece co- Podcast. That's hard to say. Codpiece Podcast. The Codcast? The Codpiece Collective? <laughs> Codpiece Podcast Collective. All right, yeah, if you're looking for more of this, iTunes, Blu-ray, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse, FM, and all sorts of pod, you know, Google us. If you can't find us, you're not trying hard enough. Uh, 78-NOW-RAP, 708-669-9727 if you want to uh, leave us a call. Are there any voicemails this week? There are not. Not this week. Oh. That's kind of sad. Call us. Does mean it is about that this time. Whoa. in music, movies, and TV and sports. Sorry, sorry, baby. Sometimes it's got a mind of its own. Just goes off when it wants to, you know. Stuck <laughs> up on me there. It's like a gym coach in a locker room. Just kind of sneaks up on you. <laughs> oh, Mike, do you need to talk about something? When the coach does you, you stay down. <laughs> wow. See, that, what? That's, that's why he's into kayaking. He's like, I don't, I don't need a coach. I just want a sport where it can just be me and the water. That's it. Yep. Even if I have a coach, you got to swim the fuck out here. <laughs> All right. So this week, Pat went with the September 28th, 1983 release of Bill, the uh, Big Chill movie and soundtrack. And I had no idea that it was so early in the 80s that that movie came out. I don't know why, but I, I always imagine it as a, as, a, as a movie from the 70s when I think about it. Like Diner? Kind of. I could see that. Yeah. I don't think of it as in the same... Like breath as um, Saint Elmo's fire, you know. I, but it's only like you know, it's much closer to that than Diner. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it, if you were to compare it to like American Graffiti, but that's seventies, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. Kind of weird when you start saying that shit out loud, isn't it? Yeah. Speaking of saying shit out loud, music. The number one song in the land was "Tell Her About It" by Billy Joel. That's a pretty damn good song. Yeah, that's an entirely serviceable Billy Joel song. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a serviceable little doo-wop song, which is indicative of the whole "I was good in the '70s and here's my '80s" stuff. I mean, I don't hate it like I hate you know. We didn't start the fire. Ebony and Ivory, or yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I figured you probably didn't like that one. Yeah, a, a bullet point list is not a song. We built this city. Oh, shut up! Don't you know? No. <laughs> 
you're the band that did White Rabbit. What happened? Right? Oh, my God. What happened? Moving on. The Everly Brothers reunited for a reunion concert at the Royal Albert Hall in London on September 22nd, after the two brothers had not spoken in 10 years. Intended to be a one-off concert for charity, they intend instead, damn it, mended fences, and the band stayed together touring for another 26 years. Holy cats. Yeah, that reunion tour worked. A reunion concert. Yeah, that was like, they did the concert like, hey, uh, did you get the check for that? (laughs) (laughs) Turns out we like money. (laughs) Money, 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 money. Money. Not the Everly Brothers. All right, and finally, Frederick Alfred Martin was an American band leader and tenor saxophonist. In his years as a band leader, Martin had a good ear for singers. At one time or another, he employed Merv Griffin, Buddy Clark, Helen Ward, pianist Sid Appleman, and Terry Shand, saxophonist Elmer Feldkamp, Stuart Wade, violinist Eddie Stone, and many others. He died of a second stroke on September 30th. Is that like the first one doesn't get you, the second one does? No, he just went ahead and skipped the first stroke. (laughs) He's just like, I'm going straight to the second stroke. Yeah. Moving on to movies. The number one movie in the land was Mr. Mom at the end of its five-week run. I love that movie. I do, too. You can't yeah. feed a baby chili. It's just a fun movie. Yeah, it is. Would you use a 45? 45, 46? 46, whatever it takes. <laughs> All right, movies released this week included The Big Chill, Educating Rita, Pieces, and the acronym of the week, EATC, which I'm pretty sure was just Eat All the Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> That's the subtitle of my autobiography. That's actually the uh, sequel to Eating Raul. <laughs> no, that's um, actually Eddie and the Cruisers. Hmm. Eddie. Thanks for the pieces reference. I don't even know what that was. What is it? You don't need to go to Texas to have a chainsaw massacre. That's the uh, one of the taglines for that movie. Oh, so another slasher movie? It's a horror movie, yeah, with a killer that you don't know who it is until the end, and it's got a very what-the-fuck kind of ending. Like, seriously, what-the-fuck kind of ending. So right up your alley, then. I own the, <laughs> uh, the three-disc special edition that includes the soundtrack. Of course you do. Yeah. yeah. The the ending, it goes it goes right into the human centipede. What the fuck? You never saw it coming. <laughs> Eddie and the Cruises was a pretty good movie. I love that movie. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, a soundtrack by um, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. Playing, playing as Eddie and the Cruisers. Um, Hang on, what's your, what's your? Oh, you know what? Here we go. Ready? On the dark side is obviously the best song on the soundtrack. On the dark, okay, well I'll put that one then. We how go. do we not do? How do we not do this as a soundtrack at some point? I don't know. Maybe you're just got maybe problems. next time. Maybe yeah. next Hang time. Hang on, here we I, go. I already have my two earmarked though for next time. It's the fictional, you know, biopic about a rocker who disappeared, kind of like a, a Jim Morrison figure, but a little more rock and a little more rockabilly, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Morrison disappeared. Yes. That's- no, I'm just, I'm just like the cult, you know, the, the 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 cult following the leader, the story behind it, all the whole thing, you know, just everything. It's like I don't know how to describe it, but it's fun. It's a it's a good movie. Yeah. Indeed. It's like a made up behind the music. Well, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I think you would enjoy that one. 
Donald Glover, American actor, singer, comedian, musician, and writer, was born in Edwards Air Force Base, California, on September 25th. He was a writer for 30 Rock and acted on Community and Robot Chicken. Both wrote and acted on Atlanta and has been in movies such as The Martian, The Lion King, and Solo, A Love Story. He's also wildly known by his alter ego, Childish Gambino, under which he performs his music. He died of a third stroke. <laughs> you shut your mouth. I'm a big Donald Glover fan. I am too. He's a national treasure. Yeah. I like I, him in Martian. I celebrate his entire catalog. Indeed. I think we're all fans. Yeah. All right. So TV, the top shows in the land were Dallas, Dynasty, 60 Minutes, and The A-Team. Very 1983. Yes. Punky Brewster just missed the top six, yeah. I think. And Small Wonder. No, that 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 was awful and never made the Jesus top ten. Wonder. Because who doesn't want a robot girl? Or right, I'm just gonna leave that right there then. Uh William David Elliott was an African American actor and musician who was also the first and third husband of Dionne Warwick, which begs the question. But uh he had a recurring role in Bridget Loves Bernie, the new Adam Twelve. He also appeared on Elvis Presley's 1969 film Change of Habit and died on September 30th. Of a fourth stroke. Of a fourth stroke. Do I know this guy? No. No? Okay. No, every Pickens were lean this week. Yeah. So uh, the 35th Emmy Awards held September 25th had Hill Street Blues, Cheers, and Shelley Long among its winners. You are not kidding on Slim Pickens this week. <laughs> I was going to say, you might even say Slim Pickens. Uh, Sarah Faye Wright Olson. Born September 28th, that is an American actress and former fashion model who has appeared in several films and TV series. She played Millicent Gurgich. Gurgich? Gurgich. on a recurring role in Parks and Recreation. The daughter of Jerry who dated Chris Traeger. Oh, okay. So that is TV. Yep. And moving on to sports. On September 22nd, Zhu Jianhuao won the first gold medal for the newly formed People's Republic of China when he set the high jump, then world record, at 7 feet 9 and 3 quarters inches. This jump is now number 8 in the world record book. Good God. Yeah, now it's like 8 feet and 1 half inches. That's, you know, some of the things that I really like watching is like what won a gold medal in 1932 and what won a gold medal in 2018. Right. I think the 1932 people were being like, that's not a human being. <laughs> they don't bend that way. Just, I mean, it's just amazing the advances, you know, in technology and what humans can do now. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, crazy stuff, man. Steroids. What a trip. I want an all-steroids Olympics. I would watch that. Oh, it would all be right. so great. Watch people throwing cars and shit. Oh. <laughs> That's like I want. I want an NFL that everybody can do whatever they want. You want to? They tried that, off? and and people broke their collarbones on the in the opening scramble and stuff. The XFL. You know. Oh my god! I forgot. I was going to say, are you talking about the XFL? Yeah. Who can forget the Chicago Blitz? You remember how they would do it? They, instead of a coin toss, they threw the ball in the middle of the field, and and the two two people had to fight over it. And whoever ended up with it, that was your coin toss, and you're the ones that started the game with the ball. Blood Bowl. Literally, the very first time they do it, a guy a guy dislocates his shoulder. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in one side, they're like, oh, man, this guy dislocated his shoulder. On the other side, they're like, yep, that's how we planned it. Exactly. And that's what the meatheads were like. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. On September 23rd, 
the Philadelphia Phillies, Steve Carlton became the 16th pitcher in the history of the game to win 300 games in his career. Nice. On September 24th, the Atlanta Braves' Dale Murphy became the sixth player in MLB history to hit 30 home runs and steal 30 bases in one season. Dave. And lastly, (laughs) (laughs) legendary Boston Red Sox slugger Carl Yastrzemski had his final at-bat of his career on October 2nd. His final at-bat? Yes. Very thin week. Not his final. Yeah, meaning he never had enough. Fifth stroke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lead us out, keyboard Joel. All right, one of the things about movies is not so much the orchestrated soundtrack, but the soundtrack that comes from all the songs that are played played in the movie. So... That sounded ridiculous now that I said it out loud. I mean, it's the difference between a soundtrack and a score. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a score. It's a soundtrack. I mean, some scores are amazing. Like Batman 1989, the score is fantastic. Or as I've touted before, Conan the Barbarian, one of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. That's a good score. Last of the Mohicans is a good score. Oh, yeah. But we're talking about the other sort of soundtrack where you've usually got popular songs in their context in the movie. Right. What I've always enjoyed is like soundtracks are like my go-to for road trips. Like if you're if you're traveling from point A to point B and you have thirteen hours in a car, soundtracks always seem to be a good choice for that sort of thing. It's like a pre-made mixtape. They usually, yeah, they cut a wide swath. Usually, you know, so they're they they cut out the doldrums pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. Soundtracks were how I experienced like my own music first. Like all the early cassettes I bought were soundtracks. Same here, and it and it also introduced me to a lot of new music that I never knew existed. For sure. Yeah, I think that uh, my taste uh, having uh, songs that don't necessarily feel like they should go together, like a lot of mixtapes, you'll have them flow naturally. A soundtrack doesn't necessarily do that. And I think that coming up with soundtracks has affected my musical taste in general. Mm -hmm. Like my mixtapes are jarring transitions. Plus you get stuff that you wouldn't get on the regular albums. Yeah, there's always usually a bonus track. And the other thing that I like about it is that if if you really like the movie you've got this kind of almost emotional connection to the scene that the song was played in during the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, 100%. That's why I picked what I did. Yeah, I mean, that that's why Wes Anderson is so good at tying, you know, at soundtracks because he always ties his movies and his soundtracks together. You mm. definitely know what, you know, what song is for what sound or what scene. I would use Quentin Tarantino, but, you know. Yeah, same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, they both do it. They can, they can both be examples of the same thing. Yeah. So first up in line in the lineup is Josh, who for his then chose the previously mentioned 1983, The Big Chill. Josh, why is this one of your favorites? I mean, this uh, just a lineup of classic movies. It's like you look at the big soundtracks that have just good song after good song. It's like blanking on uh, another example. I was going to say, yes, Forrest Gump without the emotional manipulation. Yeah, completely. Now, those of you who have never seen The Big Chill, I believe it came out as a two-disc set. Or I may be looking at, like, the anniversary edition, but... No, it came out as two album, two discs, yeah. Yeah, when I was on Spotify and saw that there were literally, like, 38 tracks, I was like, what have I, what have I done? <laughs> well, and, but you're not at a bad... I mean, seriously, looking at the songs on this, you've got uh, uh, The Rascals, Good Lovin', Procol Harum, Wider Shade of Pale... 
Uh, the Beach Boys, wouldn't it be nice? On tra- on disc two, with Supremes, Ask Any Girl, uh, Leslie Gore, You Don't Own Me, and The Zombies, Time of the Season. I mean, this is a lot of really good old school music on this album. Yeah, this is like the music I grew up listening to before I had my own music. This is like the stuff that my dad had on the oldie station. All, all of the best of it. Oh, yeah. 104.3. Mm-hmm. Ick Beyondies, 104.3. This was one of the first soundtracks that kind of set the tone for the popular music soundtrack. It wasn't the score mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And paralleling with The Big Chill was a huge movie when it came out. I mean, that was like, I remember it being a conversation piece for a long time back in 83. I believe there was even a TV show. Really? It was called The Little Chill. Yes. <laughs> the Big Chill 2, The Chillening. So out of out of all these songs on here, two 19-track discs, Josh chose Tracks of My Tears by The Miracles for his favorite song. Why this one, Josh? Because uh, I had to pick one. Why are you asking why this one? Because, <laughs> yeah. goddamn, this is a great song. All right, let's hear yeah. some. I mean, what's not to love about that song? I, I'm not lying. I mean, it's not often that I say that a song is completely amazing. But also with Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, you've got a 95% chance that I'm going to say that. Yeah. It's Smokey Robinson. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, musically, lyrically, you know, everything about this song. Great song. Yeah. I, I would say I like the soundtrack even better than I like the movie. I could say that, too. Even though it has very... I mean, the... the what, who was in the movie? Glenn Close. Um, Kevin Clive. Jeff Goldblum. Kevin, yeah, Kevin Clive. Yeah. Um, what's his name? I just lost his, lost it from uh, Jurassic Park. Sexy shirtless dude. I Jeff already Goldblum. said Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Was already oh, said. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, missed that. Yeah. All right. Fine. No, great album. I've never seen the movie actually. What? Yeah. It's really? One of those. It's one of those that just kind of you know fell in the gaps. I will say the movie is kind of it is kind of cheesy, but it's a retro like a retrospective of the time. So. For, it definitely hit the target audience of 1983, which was that, hey, we used to be cool in the 60s. Now it's the 80s. <laughs> I don't know what to do. It was meant to be a baby boomer uh, reminiscent movie. Mm-hmm. 100%. Kind of not necessarily coming of age, but of age. Yeah. Now I am the age. Right. <laughs> kind of moving into. Like nowadays, it, they would they would be getting together to do a podcast. Aw. <laughs> It brings up the question, what happens when we start hitting 50? Holy I don't shit. know. Patrick, and, what's it like when you hit 50? That's only three years from now. Uh, 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 <laughs> hey, Joel had a choice, too, he says, changing the subject abruptly. <laughs> Joel's then was Boogie Nights. Excellent movie and an excellent soundtrack. It's it's not a feel-good film, but it uh, is extremely well done. Again, another good ensemble cast. Most of his movies are not feel-good movies. No. no they're no. usually just feel movies. Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson we're, doesn't. We're going to make you feel something. 
No, you we may just, not like it. But. Hey, I'm just saying, if you want to know, go back and listen to our Boogie Night show. We didn't do a Boogie Night show. No, we didn't do a Boogie Night show. <laughs> who, was I, who was I with? <laughs> Your other friends? I, yeah. Are you cheating on us? I might be. I don't know. If In which case, I'm sorry. It's just uh, Mike masturbating in front of a mirror on camera for 90 I'm a minutes. Big star. I'm a big star. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this movie's got a great cast. Uh, Julianne Moore, uh, Heather Graham, John C. Riley, Mark Wahlberg. Burt Reynolds. Um, oh, what's the magician's name, Patrick? I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Um, 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 uh, uh, oh, God. Uh, Ricky J. Ricky J. Yep. Just a solid, solid film. But William it's... H. Macy didn't even mention him. Oh, yeah. Don Cheadle. Philip Seymour Hoffman. In a brilliant role. But yeah, it's all about. So, I mean, uh, you, yeah, it's such an amazing. Uh, Louise Guzman. Guzman. Yep. All about a. a Young guy who once gets in has got a giant wang who gets into the porn business and you find out what the porn business was like in the seventies and eighties was not a not a happy fun place probably still isn't but it's a, it's a weird it, well you know what I'm not gonna get into yeah that, we'll save that for the <laughs> we'll save that for the porn show but the soundtrack itself is a is a good cross section of um kind of music between the seventies late seventies early eighties. And when you see the movie, the songs that are on the soundtrack, which is, there are two parts to the soundtrack. Incidentally, there's a part two. Um, you can immediately remember when they happened in the film. Like they're very tied into the scene. Yeah. Paul, Tom- Paul Thomas Anderson likes, likes his music as well. Like brand new key. I mean, you definitely remember what scene that's in. <laughs> yes. Um, and my personal pick for my song is, not necessarily a pivotal scene, but it's a scene that uh, Matt Brown and I always um, like to reference. And that is Machine Gun by the Commodores. What scene was this? It's when um, uh, Dirk and Brock are in the dance club, and they do the they do the dance together on the stage. Oh, the that, is club. A, that is a great scene. I haven't seen this movie in so long. Please tell and, me that you memorized the dance and did it with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bust into what we can remember of it, but. <laughs> Okay, now I'm freaking out because I remember watching Boogie Nights for some reason or another, and I don't, I could have sworn it was for the show. (laughs) Why the hell did I watch Boogie Nights? I literally have no idea. Did we maybe do a a retrospective on the career of one of the actors in it? That's what I was trying to think of. Was was it a show? Did we we do a Julianne Moore? Yes, we we did do a Julianne Moore show. That must have been it. Yeah. But I think out of this particular volume one of the soundtrack, I think the one song that most people remember is the Sister Christian. Um, yeah, that's a very iconic scene. With the little, what is it, Filipino boys lighting up firecrackers when they're yeah. doing the drug deal, and it's just incredibly tense. And and Alfred Molina just walking around, you know, where, with with his gut hanging out, 
in a robe acting all just shifty and weird. Chewing the scene. Yeah, exactly. Alfred, Alfred Molina sounds like a delicious breakfast meal. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little honey in it. It's good stuff. Mix in a little mucilix. <laughs> Give me a bowl of Alfred Molina, please. <laughs> It's I guess I'm raising. I want, I, I want. I want the steel cut Alfred Molina though. <laughs> oh, ew! I don't want that instant Alfred Molina. Oh. <laughs> uh, Pat, what about you? Let's move on, please. Keep moving. All right. So Pat chose Days and Confused as his then favorite. This is one of those that I personally, as much as I like the movie, I like the soundtrack much more. Mm-hmm. Um, this was. One that was kind of in constant rotation in my six CD changer. It was one of the standards. There's probably about 20 different CDs that, you know, back then when you, you would keep like on top of your CD player. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. And this was one yeah. of them. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, it's got a rock and roll hoochie coo. Well, yeah, that would be, you know, how a lot of uh, soundtracks have the one song that you always skip. That would be the one for me. No, really? what? Oh, I hate rock and roll hoochie coo. Just a fun song. How can uh, you hate Rick Derringer? It's just a blah song. I don't know. I'm looking through the soundtrack and I'm like, and Jim Dandy. That's another blah song. No, it's what? All right, hang on. Rock and roll hoochie coo. Is this blah? Now, I'll give you that Rick Derringer was not like the forefront of glam rock, but at the same time, that's a fun song. Eh. I wouldn't skip it. I I would, and have, and will, and... Still does. Yeah. I stand by that decision. All right. So what is your favorite off of these that has everything from Lowrider to Cherry Bomb to Ted Nugent's classic Stranglehold? I love that song. I picked uh, Tuesday's Gone simply because that's one of my favorite songs, period. Uh, Ever? Yeah. I did not know that. Yep, I love that song. I think it's a beautiful song. Really? Yep. I'm with Pat. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that song. Yeah, Leonard Skinner's Tuesday's Gone. Here we go. Now feel wind Outside my door all right i i will say that's an amazing song yeah it's my it's my favorite leonard skinner song for sure the other thing I will say is that if you get this album, you're definitely getting your money's worth on the music side of thing because Tuesday's Gone is seven and a half minutes of Leonard Skinner beauty. <laughs> also got Highway Star by Deep Purple for six minutes, and Stranglehold is eight, almost eight and a half minutes long. I was going to say Stranglehold is pretty long. Yeah, you talked earlier about you know uh, using soundtracks for road trips. This is a great road trip soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I can see that. There's a couple of songs on here that I know that it's been it's come up when I've been driving. And it's one of those moments where you're like, huh, I'm doing 95 miles an hour. <laughs> How did that happen? Very, the very underrated suite with Fox on the Run um, is my runner up song. That's a, uh, that's a fun song. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, here we go. 
is the best part of it oh yeah no i mean it's and you were right this is a great road trips road trip album because you're looking at about an hour and a half of music and the movie it's uh, the movie that it's from is really good too but i think the soundtrack is, is better which we may talk about next week yep we'll get to that though spoilers yeah all right moving on to my choice for the then gross point blank how to describe this movie first off i am a I'm a huge John Cusack fan. I've always been. As we have covered before? Yes, we have. Did a whole show on him. Yes, we did. Uh, Gross Point Blank is a movie that goes back to looking at a uh, retrospective of returning home after making your decisions of what you're doing with your life. Uh, really, For the time it came out back in this 96, I had just gotten married, and this movie really spoke to me on whole decisions and... Where are you going with your life? Of the songs on here, I chose Mirror in the Bathroom by the English Beat. Here it is. God, that takes me back. Yeah. I'll admit, I had my doubts about this one until uh, I actually started listening. And uh, yeah, this this is a good soundtrack. This is one of those, it's, it's the sum is greater than its parts. You know, like all the songs on their own are good, bad, indifferent. But yeah, the soundtrack, yeah. They, they, they flow together very well. They really do. Uh, Mirror in the Bathroom. Okay, one, one thing I will say about this is the song that hit me the hardest was Under Pressure with David Bowie and Queen. But Mirror in the Bathroom, probably it's my favorite song just because of the way Jeremy Piven was dancing to it in the movie itself. Jeremy Piven is not a good dancer. <laughs> it's, I mean, the, the whole movie is fantastic. This album itself, I probably, back in the days when I carried CDs around, this is one of the five CDs that I carried with me at all times. If you are into second wave uh, ska, if you're into a red, you know, like old school uh, new wave and that sort of thing, it literally has everything for you in there. You've got some clash, with a uh, kind of honestly almost semi obscure Rudy Can't Fail, uh, Johnny Nash, and I can see clearly now, which is the opening song for the movie, which opens up to a amazing assassination scene. Yes, <laughs> it really does. Uh, pressure drop uh, by the specials, which actually introduced me into the specials and got me into the uh, second wave Scots type uh, thing. El Matador by Los Fabulosos Cadillacs uh, opened up another door for me. And uh, out of all of them, probably the worst song on these has got to be Blister 2000 by the Violent Femmes, because if the Violent Femmes did Blister in the Sun on the on the first track and the very last track, they'd redo Blister in the Sun for some sort of like new like we're approaching two thousand type of thing, and it's not a good 
hang on, hang on, hang on. I had a, I had a track for this. This is this is Gordon. I'm ashamed of you. pretty not good yeah it is well in context of the movie i'm i'm guessing it's over the credits i don't i don't that's the thing it's like i have seen the movies it would have to be i would think it it would i mean and i i honestly think it was one of those like after the credits and it kind of does the oh hey guess who the grip was on this movie and now we've got blister 2000 and this is a soundtrack that has we care a lot by faith no more on it that was pre mike Patton. Yeah, that's old school Faith No More. Good song, but still. Yeah, and I, I definitely say pick this album up. I mean, honestly, I I was looking around and it's like two bucks on Amazon right now if you want to actually get the CD, but you can download all these songs. I and mean, these, it's it's a good solid '80s alt soundtrack. Yeah, it's not your usual suspects. Definitely not. Oh, that's a different movie. <laughs> that it? I don't remember anything on that soundtrack. Did it have soundtrack? Yeah, I'm sure it did. Yeah, I don't remember any particular songs from it, but... All right, shall we take a moment to ourselves and come back and uh, talk a little bit more about uh, soundtracks for the now, post-2000? Sounds good to me. All right, we'll be back in a little bit, and I will leave you with uh, this. We're back, and we're going to talk about the uh, broad swath of post-2000 soundtracks now that we are reaching 2020. Mike says to himself, we need to reassess when our then is now. We're getting closer. We are. I think we should do that as a uh, a survey. Maybe we do it when we hit 50 going on 15. Ah. Hmm. Oh, that's only three years away. Jesus. Three years seemed like such a long time not too long ago. Anyway, as we age, we have uh, discussed the soundtracks for the now. And going back to the same order, Josh has posted another two-disc set. Josh, Josh goes for quantity and quality on these sort of things. So Indeed. This was interesting because when I was trying to get my pick, because I honestly was going for not necessarily just movies I like, but specifically great soundtracks, Baby Driver was my first instinct. 
And then I went through a couple of those listicles where you Google like best soundtracks ever. And on three separate ones, uh, Baby Driver was the only post 2000 soundtrack to be top 20. Hmm. 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 So I, I found that really interesting is like that was my knee jerk. And it was by a lot of people considered to be one of the finest soundtracks of the last 20 years. And listening to this one, I mean, after we posted it to everybody, and this is some good, this is good walking music. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is, in the context of the show, you've got a kid who's got extremely eclectic music tastes, who's a getaway driver, and who, like, centers himself as a getaway driver with music. Like, music is baked into the story. In particular, like, my track I chose is Baby's Killer Track. It's like the track, if he's listening to it, nobody can touch him. No one will ever chase him while he's driving and playing this track. And that track is Brighton Rock by Queen. Mm-hmm. Skip ahead a bit, Brother Maynard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that one's really... this intro uh let's very yes <laughs> all right well let's assume we've we've heard the song now yes <laughs> i'm not even familiar with this song to be honest with you it's it's a very it, okay first off it's a five minute ten second queen song to which apparently they've they were just screwing around with their guitars and stuff is better than anything everybody else would ever do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, written by Brian May, just good like solid Queen stuff. I mean, if you're looking for somebody looking for a song that is not Fat Bottom Girls that everybody knows, Brighton Rock is a good choice. Well, I'm looking at the rest of the soundtrack. There's a lot of good stuff on here, like a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Well, you've got. Easy cover by Sky Fiera by uh, of the Lionel Richie song. Got Deborah by Beck, which is classic Beck. Radar Love, the Golden Earring. That's a I could imagine that song being driven to. I mean, that is a driving song. Mm-hmm. Yep. Focus Pocus, which is a great song. It's like one of those songs that's perfectly cheesy, not like bad cheesy. Yeah, just like a soundtrack that we all like equally agree on. And like the music on its own is great, but like in the context of the movie, it's even better. I am going to make a statement that makes me feel less than I should, but I have not seen Baby Driver yet. I th- am I the only one who has? I think so. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Joel? I'm surprised I haven't seen it just because it's Edgar Wright. It's on my list, but yeah, I've not actually had a chance to, to yeah, see it. Yeah, it's definitely on my list, but I... I've described it. it as Edgar Wright does Guy Ritchie better than Guy Ritchie ever did. Ooh. Coming from you, 
Oh, dude, it's even got Dave Brubeck. Yeah, I, th- I saw that. I'm like, Josh said it was eclectic. It's definitely eclectic. Nice. So moving on from Josh's two CD collections, we have Joel, who has said that his now is a house of a thousand corpses. Defend yourself, sir. <laughs> Defend myself. Well, Rob Zombie, uh, as you all know, is one of my personal favorites, and he is very aware of his music and his films. I mean, he's very careful about what he picks. He likes a lot of like classic country, a lot of Southern fried rock, a lot of 70s stuff. And when you mix it in, the the scenes that the songs go with are very, like, if you're a fan of the movie, the music is part of that scene. Like, it's tied directly into the scene. Like, it's woven into the fabric. And then on this particular soundtrack, which he doesn't do on the other ones, he's got some of his own music as well that are directly linked to the movie, either about the movie or about characters in the film. And uh, it all ties together. And it's, it's you know, it's not necessarily the most popular songs that everybody knows, but it's some of his later soundtracks more so. But all right, so... Out of the soundtrack, Joel said Brick House 2003 is his favorite song. All right, so Joel, why is this whoring bastardization of a Commodore's classic your favorite song of this? Uh, well, it, again, it ties in with the movie, but I like the combination of Rob Zombie. The fact that Lionel Richie was like, I'm on board. He had fun with it. And then they throw in Trina, who does a little rap thing in the middle as kind of the the titular woman that they're speaking of in the song. I think it's a, a, a decent remake of the song. Wait, I like it. Did, personally. did Lionel Richie actually come back and yeah. Yeah. He recorded really? it with him. I did not know that mm-hmm. they do. A, they have a performance of it together that they did on one of the late night shows. Huh? So he signed off on it and I thought it was a nice segue with my boogie nights. I can, I can move that needle a little bit further to the accepting because Lionel got involved with it but at the same time i don't know it's lionel richie for one i mean do not yes i'm lionel richie well this is oh we've been over this we're we talking have. 70s lionel richie though versus 80s lionel richie it's not like he did hello <laughs> for the soundtrack well yeah but they, that was with the commodores it wasn't just lionel richie first of all and second of all yeah. it wasn't 70s lionel richie it was the 2000 and whatever lionel richie helping them do it now he didn't go back in time and grab the cool Lionel Richie. He's the <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. But it does feature some some Rob Zombie songs. It's also got some Buck Owens, Ramones, Slim Whitman, and then there is the score that's that's tied in with it as well as some sound clips. But I love the soundtrack. I love all the soundtracks personally. Yeah, and I gave you some crap about this, but it's partially not because I disliked any of the individual songs. It's just this is not what I'm looking for out of a soundtrack. That's kind of the same thing with me. Like, there's some some tracks on here that I like, some songs, but I I when I listened to this, I I ended up skipping probably half of the songs halfway through them. 
I'm I'm with Pat that I did skip some of them, but at the same time, my love of rockabilly kind of made me stick around. Yeah, it wasn't the it wasn't the songs I was skipping. It was most of the score that I skipped. Ended up skipping, and okay. a couple of the Rob Zombie songs because I like some Rob Zombie. He's one of those artists that I either love or hate his music. I'm not really anywhere in between on his his stuff. Okay, all right. So moving on, Patrick for the now chose Eight Mile from out of nowhere. Yes, Patrick, defend yourself. <laughs> um, I really. Don't think I need to on this one because if you're a fan of rap of any of any kind, you're gonna love this soundtrack. If you're not, you're not going to. I mean, it's just this is one of the quintessential rap movies of all time, and it's a great soundtrack on its own right. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple songs that are a little bit, you know, whatever that I skip here and there, but I mean, for the most part, this and and you know, it's just got. I mean, it's just got a lot of really great tracks on it. Well. And, Go and ahead. if you're if you're gonna talk about the soundtrack, I mean, "Lose Yourself" by Eminem was one of his biggest hits and a song that people instantly know as soon as they hear it. Yeah, perfect song, song for like getting yourself pumped up. Mm. That song was like key for me hitting like deadlifting personal records. Like just at the beginning, it was like if you only have one shot, one opportunity. As it builds up, perfect for like pulling heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you had vomit on your sweat already, Mom Spaghetti, a lot. True. And I, I won't lie, Lose Yourself is on my psych yourself up to help live through the next day at work type soundtrack that I have on my, my, my phone, too. Eight Mile, Lose Yourself. Look. If you had one shot or one opportunity... Sees everything you ever wanted. Has anybody here not seen the movie? I've seen it. Yeah, it's a it's a really good movie. Um, but especially the rap battle scenes. If you don't watch the rest of the movie and you just watch the rap battle scenes, you're still gonna get the gist of 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 the the script itself. Uh, you're gonna lose a lot of the you know, romantic type stuff, but you'll you know you'll definitely get the battle type stuff and the, and the struggles. So um, th- this is a movie that. The the music is integral to the plot. I mean, obviously, you know, he's a underground. He's trying to become an underground rap battle star. So this, you know, the music reflects a lot of that. And this, you know, this won all the music awards the year it came out, and it, and it solidified Eminem as you know being one of the top rappers in the game. I think for all reasons, it it was a good soundtrack to pick. You know, just for musically and just for culturally and and just award winning. It you know it deserves a spot on this list today yeah well and it's just a good movie about trying to to accomplish your dreams and overcome the odds and overcome you know the shitty cards you're dealt in life and all that stuff nice plus there's some very respectable artists on here i mean nas and gangstar eminem i mean and you can't rakeem you can't knock it i mean i could do without 50 cent i guess but an exhibit song doesn't have enough spoilers on it (laughs) needs more spoilers (laughs) Pat, you done? Yeah. I mean, unless anybody else has anything to add on it, I'm, I'm done with it. I got it. So my choice for the now was, out of the blue, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. A mediocre couple discovers that they're both spies movie, but the soundtrack is all over the place. Is that a genre? 
Uh, <laughs> it, it maybe. Well, the way you said it, you know, it's a mediocre couple. Disgu- disgu- <laughs> I wasn't sure if the movie or... was mediocre. The couple was mediocre. Or... <laughs> I don't know. You've got. You know... Is there a run of the mill couple decide to find out that they're both super spies? You know, one of those. Uh, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> no. it's, it's one of those where you've got it's it's a Bradgelina. What do they call him? Brad Brad Brangelina. Brangelina type Brangelina. of thing. Yeah. So I remember going to see this with Suzanne, and it's one of those movies where. It's not a great movie, but it's a fun movie. You know, to discover, you know, they discover they've been married to a super spy this whole time and never picked up on it, which definitely turns into why you're obviously not a very good spy if you didn't pick up on this. But or a very good couple, exactly. Right? Yeah, that, that's the issue I have. Is like, hey, do you two never talk to each other ever? I know, right? But it it leads in with "Love Stinks" by the Jay Giles Band. I can't even go to the store without my sister knowing about it. And then these people are trying to say there's international spies without their wife knowing. Right. Genre wise, it goes all over the place. So you've got a song called Mondo Bongo by Joe Strummer and the Mescarlios, which is kind of a a Latin type dance song, uh, a cover of Bob Dylan's Lay Lady Lay by a group called Magnet. And a screamo version of "You've Made You've Give You Give Love a Bad Name" uh, by a band called Atreyu. Ah, Atreyu. I like Atreyu. They're they're fun. Now, out of all these songs, of all the seventeen songs that are on this, I had to go with this one for my favorite, just because. Think of me, babe. I have an unfortunate love for the Captain and Tennille. Oh, it's a, that's, that's a fun song. It is. And, and if you were to say, give me, if you first song to think of Captain and Tennille, that's going to be that song. Yeah. Out of all of them that are on here, it makes me happy. And if you're a casual Captain and Tennille fan, don't look up their history. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I was a casual Captain and Tennille fan. I should look up a little bit more about what the holy shit. L- love did not keep them together. No, there was love. And paychecks keep us together. Love will, love will keep us together unless I think you're sick. Right. Then I'm out the fucking door. Do not even look up the history of those two. But <laughs> well, well, I just gave it to you pretty much. I know, pretty much. But, um, I mean, the, what I like about this album and about that song, I mean, the song is fun, it's happy, It's it's it makes me smile. It doesn't take a lot for me to really love a song. But you've got everything from... A uh, cover of Nobody Does It Better by a group called 8mm to uh, Let's Never Stop Falling in Love by Pink Martini all the way to Used to Love Her But I Had to Kill Her by the Voodoo Glow, Glow Skulls. Don't forget Nothing But a Good Time by Poison. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's one of those soundtracks for myself that, like, how to put it? I used to close down a grocery store and everybody, you know, when I was behind the desk, everyone was like, oh, my God, you better put on some good music. Otherwise, you're going to freak out. And this soundtrack always was good. 
It made everybody happy. There was a song in here at one point or another that everybody's like, awesome. I like this song. It's good, decent, happy soundtrack music. And it also has a great version of the Assassin's Tango. I uh, ran out of time today when I was listening to the music, and this was the one I didn't get to, but, you know, to be honest with you. What? Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Sorry. It, I will say this, though. It has one of the worst covers of I Melt With You that I've ever heard. But it I mean, have you ever heard Assassin's Tango? No. Actually, here we go. Now, the cool thing about this song in there is during the movie... The two of them are like ballroom dancing together and throwing knives at each other through the whole thing. So, but it's fun. Hmm. It's good stuff. It also has Air Supply with a five and a half minute song of making love out of nothing at all. (laughs) This is another one I had my doubts on. Like, I didn't think too much of the movie, so I hadn't considered the soundtrack, but I actually started listening to it. I was like, yeah, no, this is another surprising one. What do you, out out of all the songs on here, what do you think would be your favorite, Josh? That's an excellent question. I was not anticipating follow-up questions. (laughs) Now, I'm... I'm Obviously, Air Supply. Oh, completely. I mean, Josh is a complete Air Supply fan. This is in listening to this. I one of the things that I listened to when I was going over all the albums was what would I think your favorite song was. Now this is one that I thought you would like, Josh. This I one. mean, "Tainted Love" is always been a great song, but I do like the "You Give Love a Bad Name" cover. That is good. But what about did you listen to the uh, Mondo Bongo? I did. Yeah, it's good stuff all around. I mean, it's, I mean, Pink Martini does "Let's Not Let's Never Stop Falling in Love." It's all over the place with the music. It's good road trip music for me. Hey, Joel. Yo. I think we've reached the end of the show. Oh. Yeah. What are we doing next week? (laughs) Stoner movies. I don't know what you did, but that was the best one you've ever done, because usually you (laughs) sound like a guy trying to keep his spit in. I've been practicing. So yeah, stoner movies? What are some stoner movies that we're going to be watching? Half-Baked, Pineapple Express, possibly PCU, Grandma's Boy. The list goes on and on. Yes. So you have a bong off now, Pat? Is that it? That's what a real one sounds like, just showing you. So if you've got any comments about our soundtrack choices, or you think maybe there was a great soundtrack we overlooked, give us a call. Let us know at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yep. And if you're looking for our older stuff, like I said before, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, and Podchaser. Thank you for listening. I just tried to play the show title and I got unspecified error. Thank you, computer. <laughs> For being specific with that bullshit. <laughs> Ask, yeah, do a troubleshoot. See what that says. <laughs> Nothing found. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's going to give you all your answers. Yeah.
Ask Clippy. He knows. That's <laughs> yeah, going to help right there. <laughs> you seem to be having trouble with your sound. 